Give us one hour and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen is fresh, optimistic, and purpose-driven talk radio that promotes happiness from the inside out. Each week, Lisa spotlights trendsetters and change agents who offer sound emotional fitness tips for improving mental muscle tone and greater well-being. Guest experts include a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who are devoting their lives to creating a better world in which to live. Your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen, is a widely recognized applied positive psychology coach, author, documentary filmmaker, and lecturer specializing in the fields of sustainable happiness, mindfulness, and positive lifestyle management. Let's get to it. Here's Lisa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, broadcasting consciously prepared brain food from the beaches of Malibu, California. Each week, we explore the very serious business of happiness, sustainable well-being, and human flourishing. We are not talking about that annoying yellow smiley face. No, no, no. We are talking about something much deeper and critical to the success of humanity. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, it is essential in order for humankind to thrive. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to collective global flourishing. The achievement of a happy life is not only positively good for us, it is constructively good for those around us. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is most definitely all about the heart. Today we are talking about the the workforce, our careers, and our theme is not your grandfather's nine to five job, taking care of business on your own terms. And the gig economy is really where it's at. This is what we're talking about. And after the recession, the big the big bust of 2008-2009, a new economy emerged, a new way of doing business, a new way of making ends meet, a new way of living your best entrepreneurial life. And we're talking about this gig economy. And the book we're talking about today is The Complete Guide to Getting Better Work, taking more time off and financing the life you want with author Diane Mulcahy, who's also a professor teaching a course on this at Babson College. Welcome, Diane. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is a pleasure. Uh, You caught my eye because of this MBA class that you're teaching at, at Babson College, the gig economy. You've been doing it for five years, and I am sure it is a popular class. Explain why. Well, I have been teaching it for five years. I created it uh, before the gig economy was even a thing. And I think it's become popular because students have really copped on to the reality of the workforce and how it has changed from traditional nine-to-five jobs into much more of a gig economy. So they're eager to figure out how to navigate and succeed in this new working world. In the past, uh, and I mean by in the past, for people who are an older generation, we were called upon to identify um, an area of interest, pursue that area in college, and come out with the name of X, Y, and Z as our career. And as younger people are moving through the educational system, they're seeing that 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 dream of being that one person may not be a most importantly satisfying enough 
or B, generating enough income to take care of their needs? Yeah, I think um, for most people, we can expect to have two or three careers over the course of our working life. And certainly, the way the work world operates today, most of us can plan on changing jobs 10 or 12 or 15 times over the course of our working careers. So it is a much different environment, and the idea that you kind of pick one profession or position and then plan to do that for the next 40 or 50 years, particularly at one or two companies, is just not the way the world works anymore. And from my perspective, and and I'd love to know yours, that's a good thing because it allows us to really have this portfolio experience in life. Yeah, my position is that it is a good thing, and I think the data clearly bears that out. There have been so many reports and surveys and interviews with people who work in the gig economy. And by the way, I should also state, when I talk about working in the gig economy, I'm not just talking about Uber drivers, so your listeners should know that. Um, The way I talk about the gig economy is very broad. It means that if you're not a full-time employee and a full-time job, you're in the gig economy. So if you're a consultant, consultant, a contractor, an advisor, an on-demand worker, or a freelancer, or a part-timer, you're in it. Um, and all of the interviews that have been done on people who work independently or who work non-traditionally indicate that people choose to work this way, and they are so happy working this way. They're more satisfied, they're more engaged, and they're more productive. So this is all good news for people in the workforce. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I, I am one of those gig, gig economy people. And in, in that, I do my radio show. I work with clients privately. I consult to companies. I do research for other larger companies. So, and, and I'm happier doing it this way because I have autonomy. Well, and let's face it, it's more interesting. It's more interesting and challenging to have a portfolio of work that you've chosen and that you enjoy doing. In addition, working independently in the gig economy, as you, as you rightly point out, allows people to really retain control over their work life and their life in general, which means better balance between professional and personal lives. And everybody, I think, is seeking that. <laughs> yes, I agree. And also there's, is a, um, there are multiple levels of income. And, you know, multiple streams of income, I should say. Yes, and I come from a financial background, and um, it amazes me that people say to me, well, you know, I really want to get a full-time job. I, You know, I want the security and the stability that come with that. And I think that is really an outdated myth. I mean, if you look around at our economy, there's so much change. It's such a dynamic uh, environment to work in. Companies are constantly getting acquired, doing layoffs and downsizings and right sizings, or they're outsourcing and offshoring jobs. Um, there is really no security and stability working for one company anymore. In fact, it's risky because you've put all your eggs in the one employer basket, um, so you're not diversified at all. When you work in the gig economy, most people have multiple projects for multiple clients and, as you noted, multiple streams of income, which means, well, if you do lose a job or a contract or a project, yes, you'll see a dip in your income, 
but you're not going to see it go to zero like you would if you were laid off from a full-time job. So for a lot of people, there is much more security and stability in the gig economy than there is in the traditional jobs economy. I, I would agree. And, and let's also, you mentioned that this, we're not just talking about Uber or Lyft, that there are other um, facets to this gig economy, one of which is a is a new platform that we're interviewing in the second half of the show. Um, WeGo is the name of it, and it's a healthcare platform for bringing um, healthcare industry together with patient leaders and practitioners that can um, help give insight into the needs of of the healthcare industry. So th- lots of interesting companies are popping up as a these platforms are showing up to um, act as introduction, uh, you know, matchmakers, if you will, to you know people looking for work and people needing the work done. Absolutely. And those are emerging across industries and sectors. So there are platforms for MBA graduates, for consultants, for graphic designers, for software coders, for lawyers, for doctors. It really, the gig economy is broad. It covers all sectors, all professions, all income levels, all education levels. It's definitely not just Uber and Lyft. Um, Let's talk about facing the fear of going out into the world as a solopreneur. Many people who were used to uh, working in the so-called protection of a, of a big company and perhaps they were laid off or downsized, um, they go off into this world and they're filled with fear about going out there themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think any change brings about fear. Um, so in my book, I really, I spend a whole chapter addressing that and I have uh, a variety of exercises that I walk readers through. I think the best advice that I can give to people who are afraid is, uh, particularly people who are still in full-time work, is to really start thinking about this before you have to. Um, it, preparation uh, is the way to go here in terms of managing fears. If you are in a full-time job, Start thinking about what your exit plan is while you're still in your job. Start thinking, what if I knew that in six months I was going to be laid off? What are the things that I would be doing to prepare for that professionally, personally, and financially? And start doing those things so that you are never caught out by the whims of your employer. Secondly, Um, I think it's really important to have a side gig all the time. And a side gig allows you to kind of put your toe in the water of the gig economy and start experimenting with what else could I do to generate income? What is the market demanding? What is the market willing to pay for the skills and the experience and the expertise that I have? And what are some other skills and experience and expertise that I should go out and get in order to make myself more attractive? So starting to think about this while you're still working in a full-time job is definitely the best advice that I can give. We're going to take a break in a minute, and um, we'll we'll do that. And when we return, I want to talk about the financial upside of the gig economy, because if you are doing consulting work, the pay is actually significantly higher than if you were working as a full-time employee and the balance becomes in how we manage our money and how we forecast those, those financial needs. Would you agree? 
I don't agree fully. Um, it's it's not always the case that what you are making as a consultant is more than what you're making as an employee. Obviously, it depends on how you set your prices, how negotiate how you negotiate your projects, what you were making before. It really varies from person to person. What I can tell you is that for many people who work independently, it is true that they end up making more than they did when they were in full time work. But that's not guaranteed. <laughs> but Got it. Let, let's jump definitely... off to that break. And when we come back, we'll carry on the conversation about money and the gig economy. We are talking with Diane Mulcahy today about her book, The Gig Economy, The Complete Guide to Getting Better Work, Taking More Time Off and Financing the Life You Want. To learn more, please visit dianemulcahy.com. And on Twitter, you can find her at Diane Mulcahy. Here come those tunes. Hang on a sec. Before we take off for that break, I want to talk about my happier brain. Did you know that research proves the pursuit of lifelong learning improves mood and brain functioning? And I've got a happier brain thanks to the great courses plus unlimited video learning with the world's greatest professors. I get to exercise my curiosity and nurture my well-being with consciously prepared brain food. These are engaging video lectures presented by award-winning experts on thousands of topics, psychology, science, philosophy, health and wellness, even how to grow anything. Whether you are a beginner or seasoned hobbyist, there are great courses waiting just for you on demand. Stream lectures on your schedule from the comfort of wherever you are. Start and pick up again at any time from your smartphone, tablet, laptop, or TV. I'm watching Outsmart Yourself, Brain-Based Strategies to a Better You, and learning wonderful and sometimes surprising insights into how our brains work and simple tools that can help us make impactful changes. For boosting creativity, go take a walk, preferably outdoors in nature. To achieve greater happiness, place more value on your time and invest in deepening connections with family and friends rather than money. I learned we can train ourselves like a dog to learn new tricks and multitasking is a myth because we really can't be in two places at once. And here's a special offer for listeners of Harvesting Happiness. You can start watching this or any course at the Great Courses Plus free for one month, but you do need to use my special URL, thegreatcoursesplus.com slash happiness. Start your free month today. You'll love it. Go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash happiness. Remember, that's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash happiness. Now here comes the break. We'll be back in a flash. We know that life can be tough and that happiness can and does live alongside adversity. Connect with us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and follow Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen for a daily dose of inspiration. We'll be right back after this quick break. Do you find yourself saying things like, I'll be happy when, or I'll be happy if? Does the finish line for happiness keep moving? Does the bar keep getting higher? What's getting in the way of your happiness right now? Too much going on? Working too much? Not working enough? Having too many responsibilities? Not having enough money, enough time, enough space? The list goes on and on. It becomes difficult to see all that we have if we focus on scarcity. One thing I know for certain, happiness waits for no one. And sometimes we all need support. Are We Happy Yet? is not another self-help book. It's a guidebook for learning how to harvest happiness through self-mastery. 
which is the key ingredient into building resilience, hardiness, grit, and emotional stability. Are we happy yet? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, IndieBound, and HarvestingHappiness.com. Each day we get to choose how we are going to show up for life. And at times we need tips for strengthening our well-being. Learn training strategies for greater emotional fitness and improved mental muscle tone at HarvestingHappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about the gig economy, not your grandfather's nine to five job, taking care of business on your own terms. And we're talking with Diane Mulcahy about her book and her MBA class that she teaches at Babson College. The book, the book's name is The Gig Economy, the complete guide to getting better work, taking more time off and financing the life you want. Diane, prior to the break, we were talking about um, consulting fees, that in some cases they may be more than we are used to making. In some cases they may not, depending upon the industry, skill level, etc. Or if we're using the gig economy to do fill-in work while we're researching other jobs. Let's talk about uh, a little bit about financial planning and the, and the need to be somewhat financially flexible if we're going to take this on. Sure. So I think that one of the key differences in the gig economy versus the traditional jobs economy is that you're no longer getting the same paycheck every week or every month, whatever, however you get paid. Um, the gig economy, uh, of course, for many people in the jobs economy, income is variable, right? So you have people who are relying on bonuses or commissions or profits or shift work. So for many people, income volatility is a way of life, but certainly that's true in the gig economy. And I think it changes um, how we have to think about managing our finances. One of the concepts I talk about in my book is this idea of financial flexibility. How can you design a life in which many of your financial costs are variable instead of fixed? Because with variable costs, you have a lot more flexibility in maintaining your lifestyle on a variable income versus the stress of, let's say, having to meet a lot of fixed monthly costs no matter what. So it's a different way of structuring and organizing your financial life. I think you used some powerful words in designing a life. And I think this is the beauty of what the gig economy can offer entrepreneurs, really some control. Yes, that's true. I think if you're planning to work independently, um, for most people, it's a conscious choice, and it really does require thinking at the front end about, you know, what do I want my work life to look like? What am I trying to get out of my work and personal life? How do I want to design a life that gives me um, the things that I want, that is consistent with the values that are most important to me. And in my book, I go through a lot of those exercises right up front. I mean, the first chapter is called Define Your Success, and that's really important to get, have an understanding right up front about what is the life that you want to design. And since we're talking about finances, the question really is, what is the life that you want to buy? And I think that's one of, you know, one of the realizations I had from teaching this class over five years is that, you know, many students came to realize over the course of our class 
that they were buying a life that they didn't really want and ended up making major changes. And I, I encourage that. And here's the thing with this gig economy and my own personal experience is I may choose to work really hard for uh, a couple months straight, taking on more than would be a normal workload. But if I then want to take off and travel or just be home with my kids, or in the case I've got teenagers that are college bound, one is in college and one is on his way, I can go take him to, you know, to tour for colleges and not have that stress of um, you know, ha- having to work and, and balance that while I'm trying to do something else to take care of my family. So it offers some liberation for uh, all of the moms out there and another real way of uh, looking at taking care of the family. Actually, I think it offers that liberation for moms and dads. I don't think this is a mom-only benefit. Um, And I I have heard that consistently from people that I have interviewed. The idea that you have the freedom and the flexibility to make the choices in your own life that are consistent with your values and what's important to you without having to go hat in hand to an employer and to request the time that you need to execute on the priorities that you have in your life. So that's been a completely consistent theme. And I've heard from so many people about how they have used the opportunity to work independently, to spend time with people that they care about, to spend time with family members who are sick, to spend time with uh, children at key inflection points, to spend time supporting a spouse, whatever it is. Um, And I think that is one of the huge opportunities of the gig economy. And the the other side of it is um, working as a consultant from the comfort of wherever you are, as long as you've got connectivity, you can be working at odd hours, you can be working in your PJs, I mean, you could be working at 35,000 feet above sea level while you're flying somewhere. There are a lot of upsides, I find, to to this flexibility. There absolutely are. My, the last article I wrote is, is called, Will the Gig Economy Make the Office Obsolete? And I think it will. Uh, I think that the idea that you can be geographically agnostic and can work from wherever you want, whenever you want, how and how much you want, offers enormous freedom. And for people who are not interested in that kind of freedom, there are always uh, we work spaces, co-working spaces are popping up for people who feel like they need a little bit more structure, a little bit more discipline, maybe uh, a place to go. They don't have a good uh, setup at home in order to do work. So I think there's so many more opportunities about where and when to work, and it allows people to work when they do their best work and where they do their best work. And that's really what matters. And I think the gig economy is slowly, more slowly than I would have expected, but slowly shifting the emphasis from uh, place and time. You know, you must be in the office from nine to five, five days a week, and switching it instead to the focus on results. What are you delivering? How much are you delivering? Are you delivering things on time? Are you delivering things that are high quality? Are you delivering things that add value? And to me, that's really what matters. And we can all learn from the gig economy uh, to manage people by focusing on the results that they deliver, not where and when they do their work. And if you feel you are in control of your life, that you're appreciated for what you are delivering, that you have some uh, 
flexibility in your day, your emotional life is going to be more satisfying. And therefore, in other words, you're going to be happier. And therefore, your output is going to be better. Well, there's not one single study, and I know because I've looked, that says (laughs) that working in an office nine to five, five days a week, makes employees uh, happy, productive, engaged, or satisfied. But there are a lot of studies that say that remote, flexible workers are, in fact, more productive, satisfied, and engaged. So I think the the data speaks for itself on that point. And you mentioned these communal workspaces. And I had an experience uh, a couple of months ago. I had gone to New York City for a series of meetings, and I met with a very large corporation who will be nameless, but had a satellite office in New York City at one of these community workspaces and it was incredible i mean the 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 vibe the and you know the energy the enthusiasm of and diversity of the people who were working there was wonderful plus they were just comfortable spaces <laughs> yes that's true um and for people who you know don't enjoy working at home the co-working spaces really offer an excellent middle ground. So people like them because they can avoid the usual office politics, the FaceTime requirements. They can work autonomously. You know, WeWork spaces are generally open uh Many are open 24 hours, so people can go to them when they want, when they want to get work done, and they have a lot of control over their environment. They can work at a big, long table with lots of other people, or they can sequester themselves in a quiet room. Um, And much of that autonomy and freedom from politics and FaceTime is not available in a traditional office. So co-working spaces really do offer uh, a great middle ground for someone who doesn't want to work at home but um, really does not enjoy the office environment. And they're cost-effective. I mean, there are even drop-in rates where if you're in a city working and you want to go to one of these spaces, you can work for a couple of hours. In the one I was in, there was a restaurant. There were little, like, phone booth-like cubicles that if you wanted to, you know, really work sequestered, you could. Um, Then there were office, you know, other offices and then the big conference table style that you mentioned. Let's move on and talk about um, saving for retirement and the financial uh, aspects of the gig economy in terms of um, uh, benefit. Because if you form an LLC or a corporation, there are also significant tax benefits. There are, and I think saving for retirement, this is not well known, but saving for retirement is one area where being an independent contractor is more advantageous. Uh, You're better off in terms of your ability to save for retirement if you're an independent contractor than an employee. And that's simply because the limits are so much higher if you're an independent contractor. You can put away, if you structure yourself the right way, and obviously have high enough income, you can put away up to more than $50,000 per year. Whereas as an employee, you're usually capped out at 18000 and then whatever your employer matches, which is usually, uh, you know, 3 to 5% of your salary. So it doesn't get you anywhere near the uh, $50,000 that you can save as an independent contractor. 
All of that said, I do want to point out that uh, even if you're an employee and you have a 401k and the company matches you very generously, for the most part, Americans still don't save for retirement. So it's less of it's less of a question of the ability to save than it is actually saving. Uh, that's where we need to make progress. Um, so across income levels and across job situations, whether you're an employee or an independent contractor or self-employed, uh, people don't save for retirement. And that's really what needs to change. In your book, you talk about uh, saving for a traditional retirement, but don't plan on having one, which speaks to not saving enough. But I think there's another aspect of retirement, and that is Many people who retire and have this fantasy of, you know, going to golf or going to travel all day or being at home with the grandkids find it disappointing once they get there. So I'm not so sure it's good for us emotionally, physically or otherwise to be fully um, disconnected from uh, not just the workforce, but from engaging on a daily basis. I would agree with that. And my interviews when I was researching for my book indicate that most people, if they had to pick their ideal, would continue to do some kind of work to be engaged in their communities after they, quote unquote, retire. I think what's really changed is our vision for retirement and our grandfather's view of you know, stopping work on a Friday and hitting the beach or the golf course on a Monday isn't really what people imagine. Um, you know, I think most people today, especially professional knowledge workers, imagine more of a tapering off of working, you know, no longer working full time at full capacity, but maybe still working part time or working on projects or consulting and doing that from wherever they want, whether it's the beach or a golf community, um, and picking the projects that they're interested in and staying engaged. So they're still earning income, not at their, not at their prior levels, uh, so they still need to have savings. But as long as they can work, they want to contribute. We are nearly out of time, and I just, I am a huge fan of your book, The Gig Economy, The Complete Guide to Getting Better Work, Taking More Time Off, and Financing the Life You Want. I, I would love to sit in on your class. I think this class at Gig Economy at Babson College is amazing. Do you offer it online? Is it part I of edX or anything I like that? Yet. That's that's an interesting idea, um, but I I. I have been teaching it every year for the past five years. Well, to learn more about Diane Mulcahy and to buy her book, please visit dianemulcahy.com. You can find her on Twitter at Diane Mulcahy. And once again, the name of that book is The Gig Economy, The Complete Guide to Getting Better Work, Taking More Time Off, and Financing the Life You Want. So once again, this is not your grandfather's nine-to-five world. Um, get out there, create, explore, and um, find a good gig for yourself. Thank you, Diane, for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Here come those tunes. We'll be right back. Before we head out to that break, I want to mention the power of a beautiful smile. We all know that happiness is positively contagious, and so is a dazzling smile. And I'm giving my teeth a tune-up with Smile Direct Club Invisible Aligners that are gently straightening and brightening my pearly whites at a very affordable price. 
Smile Direct Club aligners are already 70% less expensive than other brands or traditional braces that cost an average of $5,000. If you have dental insurance or FSA, you can save even more because Smile Direct Club accepts FSAs and works with many dental insurance companies that reimburse customers for a portion of the cost of invisible aligners. And there are two payment options available, a single all-inclusive payment of $1,700 or take advantage of Smile Pay with $250 down and $99 a month for 17 months for a total of $1,933. There's no credit check required. And listeners of Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio can follow my lead to get started with an in-home impression kit at a very special price of $95. My personal experience of this process was fun, quick, and very easy-peasy to accomplish. The molding process took about 20 minutes. I uploaded photos of my smile and was quickly contacted by Smile Direct Club team members to review my dental health history and evaluate my impressions. A board-certified, state-licensed dentist or orthodontist within the Smile Direct Club network will create a customized treatment plan for me. I'm waiting for my first alignment kit now, and I'll update listeners on my progress over the next several months. So if you or someone you love, aged 12 and up, needs a mild to moderate alignment and could use a smile tune-up, then this program is meant for you. Order up your in-home impression kit today for a 50% savings off the regular evaluation cost. And this offer is 100% covered by their Smile Guarantee. So if Smile Direct Club aligners are not a good fit for you, you get your money back, plain and simple. Smile Direct Club's mission is crystal clear, making it affordable and convenient to transform your smile no matter where you live. Aligners and whiteners are delivered to your front door in monthly shipments. No more office visits, no more embarrassing braces, and no more wasting money or time to get that smile you've always wanted. Your new smile is waiting at smiledirectclub.com and use my unique promo code of happiness upon checkout. Offer is not available in North Carolina. Nothing gives happiness like a beautiful smile. Order yours up today at smiledirectclub.com and don't forget to use my unique promo code HAPPINESS when you check out. Once again, that's smiledirectclub.com and that promo code is HAPPINESS. Now we're going to take that quick break. We'll be right back and that's a promise. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Unwrap your present by signing up for Happiness Headlines, our monthly e-zine at harvestinghappiness.com. Stay tuned for more after the break. One thing I know for certain, happiness waits for no one, and sometimes we all need support. We all have the freedom to be happy or the liberty to be miserable each day, regardless of external circumstance. Sure, things will inevitably happen in our lives that are out of our control. There is only ever one thing that is totally within our control, ourselves. When we have command of ourselves, we are better prepared to handle life and bounce back more quickly when challenges arise. Whether you see the glass as half empty or half full, the glass has the capacity to hold more. You have the capacity to be happier. The tool to harvesting your happiness is within your grasp. Are we happy yet? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, IndieBound, and HarvestingHappiness.com. 
Each day we get to choose how we are going to show up for life, and at times we need tips for strengthening our well-being. Learn training strategies for greater emotional fitness and improved mental muscle tone at HarvestingHappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are exploring the gig economy, finding ways to monetize your skills with an entrepreneurial spirit. So my next guest is responsible for helping found a platform that is doing just that. The WeGo Health Experts platform has successfully enabled healthcare leaders to easily recruit, hire, and collaborate with patient experts as strategic consultants. My guest, Kim Martin, is a business development and technology sales leader who crafted a new role to creatively re-enter the workplace after a 10-year family-focused hiatus, blending her business skills along with expertise as a 30-year-plus four-time cancer survivor diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, melanoma twice, and breast cancer, Kim launched a consulting practice to work alongside healthcare leaders to design, develop, and market truly patient-centered solutions. I want to bring her on because this is this is innovative and fabulous. And I want to also mention um, that WeGo was recently um, published in Wired Magazine, Fast Company, and MedCity News about the launch of WeGo Health Experts. Kim, welcome. Thank you, Lisa. It's great to be here. It is great to have you here because I am really interested in this digital matching platform that's designed to bring the freelance economy to healthcare and optimize healthcare's untapped workforce of patient experts, of which you are. I am, actually. And, you know, it is really one of the most exciting things going on in healthcare right now is finding a way to strategically enable healthcare leaders to collaborate with patient experts in a consulting fashion. So I couldn't be happier in the role that I have and truly um, thrilled to bring both my personal experience as a patient and my professional background to bear. So um, it, is, it is a very exciting time for, for our company and also for the industry. Talk a little bit about your journey, because your story is quite compelling, um, one of resilience, strength of heart, and how you've been able to blend your history with your passions to create a business that I think is, is, is helping a lot of people. Happy to share. Um, so my journey kicked off back in 1983 when I was initially diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and it was the month after I turned 17. So it was a very different time than we are experiencing today with, you know, no social media, no online communities. It was a very isolating experience, but I learned a lot. Um, At the time, the only treatment protocol was radiation therapy, which um, obviously I signed up to do and found out years later that the radiation was actually the cause of the two melanomas that I had as well as breast cancer. So I've been diagnosed in my teens, melanoma in my 20s, melanoma in my 30s, and breast cancer in my 40s. Over that 30-year period, learned a lot about my own personal needs as a patient and how to really succeed in the life of survivorship, right? Because for me, early detection was always the goal. Whatever was coming next, I wanted to catch early. 
so, you know, I've done a lot of self-care outside of the healthcare system. I consume very little healthcare as a four-time cancer survivor. So I was very passionate when I decided to recraft my career and take my sales background and my technology background and pair it with my patient expertise. I was very passionate about helping the healthcare industry understand really the full 360 view of the patient experience because people like myself who manage a chronic illness, if you will, largely at home, and how do we really create the full 360-degree view of the patient-centered work that's taking place in healthcare every day? So providing and, and, insights. And when we, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying to provide the insights as well as the professional view, if you will, how can industry really not just support patient engagement, but truly design, develop, and market patient-centered solutions? Which brings me to ask you about WeGo Health and the WeGo Health Experts platform. Talk a little bit about WeGo Health and the how and why it was founded and the evolution into the WeGo Health Experts platform. So WeGo Health is a, is a really interesting organization in that it's been around for 10 years, kind of under the radar, but doing fabulous work in the area of consumer insights and market research for the pharmaceutical industry. So it's a very, the model's been a very high-touch concierge approach to working with clients in healthcare to put together patient panels, to market research to bring back insights on product development, drug development, device development sort of work. We have a membership base of 100,000-plus patient leaders. That is a very rich resource, and it is the perfect foundation for creating a do-it-yourself platform, if you will, like we have with experts. Because within that domain of 100,000 patients, we have over 150 different health conditions represented. That's what I was interested in exploring with you. Because these patient leaders have a variety of medical conditions and a, and a variety of skills and interests um, mm-hmm. to help reach out to other patients that may not be a part of the WeGo community. So it's a, it's a very robust platform for companies that would be interested in doing market research, product research, as you mentioned, pharmaceutical development, um, and explain how that ties in with its evolution into the WeGo Health Experts platform. So the Experts platform was really designed to fill an enormous gap in healthcare, which is Again, making it easy for healthcare leaders to identify, recruit, and hire patient leaders and patient experts for consulting projects. So having the supply side, right, with the patient leaders and patient experts, and healthcare having the demand need for greater patient insight for all of the centric work taking place, the platform is really the enabler, the technology that enables that streamlined ability for collaborations to occur that really don't occur today. The patient experts, what they bring to bear are three critical pieces of, three critical characteristics, I would say. They have professional background, and it may be in business, it may be in healthcare, it could be in technology or another field. They have, and several of them have advanced degrees. They also have influence. Now, when we think of influence, It can either be in the form of influence within patient communities, 
So art experts are typically leaders within their communities, and they've really, over periods of years, developed high credibility within their community. They could have influence throughout social media, various channels of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and so forth, or they could just have influence simply within various sectors of healthcare. So influence can be much broader than I think most people in healthcare realize, and they also bring to bear, obviously, their patient experience or their caregiver experience. So when you put those three elements of a skill set together, you're really creating what I like to call a hybrid consultant because they've got really strong business or industry insights that they can then marry with their influence and their needs as patients or caregivers and also with the understanding of the broader patient community need and trends and so forth. So it really is a very unique skill set that, unfortunately, healthcare hasn't to date been able to leverage. I, I find this fascinating, and, and, I, and I can give a recent example um, of a very large company that was interested in doing research on the state of mental health and being able to hire a WeGo Health expert from the platform who had um, a tremendous amount of experience in mental health as well as the skill set to go out and do the research, the prospecting or wrangling of a very specific target demographic. And that was the perfect environment um, using the WeGo platform that would have never happened without WeGo. You know, that sort of dating, you know, it's, it's kind of a dating mm-hmm. platform, right? Like I've got these qualities and I'm looking for somebody with those qualities and you want to get together and have a cup mm-hmm. of coffee. I mean, that's really what we're talking about, but it's exactly. work. It's a gig. Exactly. You know, making those matches um, is very, it's extremely beneficial for the clients and the experts. So what's beautiful about the model is it's a win-win. I mean, yes. the value exchange is very comparable. So, you're right. The projects that we are seeing from clients really are very specific, either in the health conditions that they're looking for. Some are rare disease. Some are um, very uh, specific in the criteria of the patients they're looking for. So our experts, by being so plugged into their communities, have access to the direct-to-consumer, if you will, channels that industry wouldn't otherwise have access to. So to your point, the agencies that we've worked with, both design and marketing, they have expressed to us the benefits that they've really achieved by using experts, which is <clears throat> excuse me, lower cost of recruiting, quicker turnaround in not only identifying great patient recruits, but higher level of completes and also the quality of the results coming back, either through surveys that patients are completing or interviews on behalf of the clients, have far, far exceeded expectations. So we have, in many ways, kind of are now knocking around the model of traditional recruiting agencies a little bit because we have the resources that are directly plugged into the communities where the insights reside. And the beauty of this is the ability to expand and contract as as necessary. We're going to need to go to a break. And when we come back, I want to talk with you about 
the impact of uh, a gig platform for the benefit for the um, provider of the service as well as the company looking to recruit. To learn more about WeGo Health and WeGo Health Experts platform, please visit www.wegohealthexperts.com. On Twitter, you can find Kim at Kim L. Martin, and Kim is spelled K-Y-M. And on Facebook, you can find WeGo Health at WeGo Health. WeGo Health also has a fabulous hashtag of Hashtag Owego Health. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. And that is a promise. Who says money can't buy happiness? Check out Lisa's new book, Are We Happy Yet? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. And other fun, fashionable, and inspiring items at shophappy at harvestinghappiness.com. We'll be right back after this quick break. Do you find yourself saying things like, I'll be happy when... Or, I'll be happy if... Does the finish line for happiness keep moving? Does the bar keep getting higher? What's getting in the way of your happiness right now? Too much going on? Working too much? Not working enough? Having too many responsibilities? Not having enough money? Enough time? Enough space? The list goes on and on. It becomes difficult to see all that we have if we focus on scarcity. One thing I know for certain, happiness waits for no one. And sometimes we all need support. Are We Happy Yet? is not another self-help book. It's a guidebook for learning how to harvest happiness through self-mastery, which is the key ingredient into building resilience, hardiness, grit, and emotional stability. Are We Happy Yet? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, IndieBound, and HarvestingHappiness.com. Each day we get to choose how we are going to show up for life. And at times we need tips for strengthening our well-being. Learn training strategies for greater emotional fitness and improved mental muscle tone at HarvestingHappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about the gig economy, a limitless, lucrative, and flexible incubator for creative entrepreneurship. And we have a creative platform in the house, and that is WeGo Health and the WeGo Health Experts platform. And speaking with me today, if you're just joining us now, is Kim Martin, who is working with Owego. She is a business development and technology sales leader who has um, taken on the role of vice president, client and talent strategy with Wego Health. Kim, talk a little bit about the Wego platform and the kinds of companies that you have attracted and are seeking to attract more of. So the platform has been a fabulous um, enabler, a tool for agencies. We're seeing a great demand for marketing agencies, design agencies, recruiting agencies. Um, when they have a need to recruit for consumer insights and having you, you know, our experts go out and be the, the resource to tap into patient communities has been the biggest win that we've seen thus far. We are also seeing the platform provide exceptional value back to companies looking to do product development. So we've had experts hired through the platform for an agency that was conducting a one-day workshop, and they invited the experts to really participate in the full design and development conversations of the products that they were looking to prototype by the end of the day. 
And that was a wonderful success for that organization. We've had other clients in the biotech field um, reach out to us to put together patient advisory boards. And the way we went about doing that was we, they hired an expert who tapped his, his patient community of colleagues, and he recruited the other members of that patient advisory board, and he's also doing the project management of the patient advisory board on behalf of the client for the six-month term. And the beauty of all of these different opportunities is it really takes um, a lot of the effort off of the client to go find these resources, but also in the case of project managing the, the work, the client really can stay focused on managing their aspects of the project and let the patient leader or patient expert manage the patient elements of the project. So it's a wonderful division of labor but yet a very strong collaboration. I think another great example, just to quickly mention, is we had another client use the platform for influencer marketing. So this is where clients come to us to get access into these communities and really the, the reach, if you will, of our experts of how vast their network of followers are, um, their insights into different communities. These folks that were hired for a startup technology company did influencer marketing, but they created the content. They created videos and blogs and graphics to help this company of ours carry a very important message out to the patient communities about healthcare costs. And mm. working on that project, it was both a marketing and a consumer insights um, solution. So those are just some of the examples that we are um, very, we're seeing industry really be attracted to because these are key project needs across various sectors within healthcare. And what's great about the platform, as is all of these um, gig economy platforms, is that it, it can expand and contract as needed. So for a company that is out there looking to recruit for a specific project, they don't have to expand their internal resources. They can go externally, hire a, a consultant, an expert from WeGo or any of the platforms for that matter. I mean, WeGo is just mm -hmm. an example and a fabulous one at that and, and tapping into the medical industry. And the project is for a set period of time and there is no investment beyond the agreement of that consulting contract. Exactly right. It's completely on-demand um, resource requirements. Um, in our case, the skills are very specialized. The projects are very specific. They, are, they tend to be shorter in duration, and it helps the clients manage costs quite significantly and open up as an opportunity for the experts to earn supplemental income. And in some cases, that income is very beneficial to defray their health care costs for their own care, or also helps them strengthen their financial health, right? Because we yes. know that you know, there's a, a significant burden on patients today. So anything we can do to help, A, empower patients from their patient perspective. I did have one expert say to me, you know what, Kim, I love the platform because as an expert, it makes me, it makes me happy to be able to use my experiences to help industry, and I don't feel like I'm just sick, so we yes. can empower people to use yeah, that very significant experience for the greater good and get paid market rate to do so, 
So that's the other differentiator is our experts are paid at consulting rates. So industry is um, really starting to appreciate the value that these folks bring to the table, and they're paying them in you know, correct fashion for the insights that they provide. So it is truly a, an income stream for our experts. And, and for somebody who is facing health challenges but has the skill set to mm-hmm. perform consulting work, I mean, this gives a rise or gives birth to entrepreneurship, I think, in its, in its best way. It can be lucrative for somebody who's undergoing something who may be housebound for a limited period of time but still able to work. Absolutely. So what's great about the model is it enables people to really kick off a freelance career as a consultant. And what we're seeing are really three key skills for experts to have in addition to their characteristics is very strong communication skills, so both oral and written, to be able to really negotiate with the clients because the platform is the enabler. We go health and our team, we sit behind the scenes and we let the clients and the experts really negotiate the terms of the project, the duration of the project, the fees of the project directly. So it it gives autonomy to that collaboration. We also see self-direction being hugely important for experts to be able to be accountable, independent, um, self-motivating right, to keep on task with projects, and then being very responsive. So delivering on time, high quality results, and being available in, you know, as the client needs to connect. So those three skills have, are, are the earmark of a consultant. And when we talk about the, the deliverables, um, really, it's about the ability to be self-motivated, to, to deliver on time, which you mentioned, and, and I would say um, a good consultant will over-deliver because they want to be called back. Right, exactly. And that's an excellent point, too. We've got a client who has rehired one of our experts four times because she's done a stellar job for them with consumer insights and market research. She is one of their go-to experts. And that's ideally what we'd love the platform to also provide is this opportunity for clients to really create their own strength of a bench of patient experts that they can turn to and as an extension of their teams, right? They really are partnering now. It's not just one-off projects that experts come in, complete and move on. We really are trying to facilitate a partnership mentality between the clients and the experts so that for ongoing projects, there is that relationship in place and experts who really delivered do get called back. Um, I want to just talk about how the platform works. So somebody who wants to be considered um, an expert and to put his or her work out there in, in the medical world to be considered for consulting work would come into the WeGo platform, sign up for a, um, a page Right, a profile, mm-hmm. fill out all the data, um, skill set, um, health diagnoses, social media, the reach of that social media, which is important to some of the potential companies who are hiring, and um, the areas that the individual would like to work in. Is that is that how it works, or is there more? Exactly. So experts are um, 
prompted to create a profile, and this is really their opportunity to sell themselves. So the stronger the profile, the better. And what we look for is a quick summary of their background, professional as well as patient, um, and what really, really the areas that they would like to focus their consulting work. We capture a bit of work history, a bit of educational background, but we really also look for information on areas of expertise, um, primary skills that they bring to bear, and these are selections within the profile that allow the client to really see with a more robust view the, the true value and skills this expert brings to bear. So we are very... Um, I guess we're, we're being very specific in our recruitment because we are looking to maintain that caliber of consulting. So experts that create profiles need to be approved. So there is a, basically an application um, for them, an application process. And we coach them on how to develop stronger profiles and give them the opportunity to really present well this platform is a wonderful solution for many, but it's not, an, it's not a solution for all. So we uh, yes. know health. We are also moving in the direction of creating support resources to help people move into that expert role should they choose to do so, but you know, also provide some professional and personal development support so that more people do have the opportunity to really take advantage of this path. Well, I think the WeGo platform is incredible. And uh, to be able to offer a, a space where the healthcare industry and individuals can come together to serve, you know, product development and, and, and the future of healthcare to me is very inspiring and very empowering. Kim Martin, thank you for joining us. To learn more about WeGo Health Experts and the WeGo Health Platform, please visit www.wegohealthexperts.com. On Twitter, you can connect with Kim at Kim L. Martin, and Kim is spelled K-Y-M. And on Facebook, you can find WeGo Health at WeGo Health. Kim, thank you for joining us and introducing this very robust platform that I believe is going to really help change the complexion of healthcare in America. Lisa, thank you. The pleasure was mine. Likewise. We have flown through another hour of purpose-driven media designed to inspire and delight you, our listeners, to create more joy in your lives and within your communities. And here are a few thoughts before we part. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. It simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen and my guests today, Kim Martin and Diane Mulcahy, wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Join us each and every Wednesday for a brand new episode of Consciously Curated Talk Radio from the Heart. Keep harvesting your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with hundreds of free downloadable podcasts from our libraries on Tokinet, 
iTunes, and SoundCloud. In a complicated world seemingly driven by nonstop negative news, Lisa's mission is to celebrate the upside of life and seek the silver lining of our challenges by transforming them into uplifting growth opportunities for all. To learn more about Lisa's global consulting services, please visit HarvestingHappiness.com. Spread more joy by liking us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and following Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen. Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio is produced in collaboration with Toginet Radio, KBUU, RadioMalibu.net, and is available on PRX, the public radio exchange.